Welcome to Basic to Bougie, the podcast, a totally new experience, one you're sure to love. We've taken our passion of business, finance, relationships, hot topics, and more, and collided them as a sisterhood into what we now call womenhood. Join your host, Melissa Martin, certified NLP life and business coach, hypnotherapy expert, and one bed mamma-jamma businesswoman on this wild ride as we detour through life, showing you how to take the basics and turn them into what we call the bougie. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> I am so popular today. It's, it's okay. It's all right. Lord. Hey, guys. Welcome to Basic to Bougie, the podcast. I'm Elisa here with Devin Hart. We are circling back to part two. Just so everyone knows, when we work remotely, sometimes phone calls come in and they become problematic. So we apologize that sometimes we have to end abruptly and come back, but it's life. And if it's that personal, let's move on. Exactly. Let's jump into Alec Baldwin. So let's finish that. Tell me your thoughts about this. So I, I feel like, you know, for, for him not to... Uh, well, so the prop gun goes through a series of checks, right? On set. Right. So somebody is responsible um, for the gun, whatever projectile had, you know, been discharged from the barrel that struck Kalena, you know, and, and hurt Susan. Like somebody is responsible for that. So it is possible, you know, depending on how the investigations go through, that gross negligence took place here and that um, some people are going to be in some serious hot water. Um, you know, when somebody dies on, on a TV set or, or movie set, I mean, that's, that's terrible. You, you cannot be having, nobody should be dying um, no. you know, performing their job, especially in the entertainment space, you know, unless, <laughs> I mean, obviously sometimes some people die, what have you, but, Somebody needs to be held responsible for what happens here. And um, it's definitely gross negligence. And, you know, what, what were we saying that something happened where other people on set walked off previously to this? Yes. So it, it, and the Huff Post has a, uh, and we'll put this link, um, you know, below yeah. after we finish recording, said that just hours before the shooting, six people walked off set due to safety issues. So there's a lot more to the story than we're hearing so far. There's a lot more. I mean, so. that alone within itself puts up flags after flag after flag, stating exactly. that this was a set that was unprofessional. It was not it was not safe. And, you know, when you have a movie set and when you are, you know, doing a production, safety is and should always be the foremost of the most important thing happening before anything else is done. Exactly. And if that happened previous to this poor lady being killed, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. It's, we have to follow this. Yeah, we will be following it. We'll and put then, all of our links in, in the yeah. bottom and show you where we're getting our information from. So absolutely, just insane. It's insanity. But it's not the first time that it's happened. No. Um, you know, we saw uh, Brandon. Um, Bruce Lee's son. Yeah, Brandon Lee. In 1993, he was filming uh, the final scenes of the movie Crow when he died after being shot with yeah. a prop gun. Um, actor Michael Massey, who was playing a drug dealer um, in the film, fired at Lee in a scene with a gun that was later found to have been improperly loaded. So that gross negligence is right there. Um, but dummy wild. Bullets, yeah. Dummy bullets had been replaced with cardboard wadding, but a bullet fragment had broken off. 
and remained in the gun. So it wasn't properly cleaned or vetted before handing it to the actor at that point. So that was back in 1993. Um, he was hit in the abdomen uh, and died. He was 28. So um, there's a pattern here, people not checking and you would think one death would be enough. Yeah. One would be enough. Yeah. Why wouldn't you check that? You know, yeah. as a, as a gun owner, um, I clean my guns. I check my guns. I, uh, when you clean them, you have to use all kinds of different things to do it. You get in there, you, you have to get every particle, you have to oil every particle, you have to clean it off. You have to use a brush, you have to do all these different things. So for me, you know, knowing all of that and hearing that there's a fragment left in there, it makes zero sense. I have yeah. no idea how in the world that would happen. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what happened with that. Did you see, you know, what happened? Was somebody charged or I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, it did, it, I don't know that anybody was charged with the murder. I think they deemed it an accident, but you're um, kidding. Yeah. I, wow. I have to look into it further, but I do know that, you know, Bruce Lee did release a statement uh, following Hutchinson's death um, that, you know, their hearts go out to the family of Helena Hutchinson of and Joel Souza and to all involved uh, in the incident on rust. The statement read, nobody should ever be killed by a gun on a film set, period. So nobody should be killed by a gun ever, period, I believe, right. you know, unless yeah. it's deemed, you know, your life's in protection. Yeah. Yeah. Your life's in jeopardy. Right. And what happened with Jer John Eric Hexum? So um, this was I, back in the 80s. I think it was 85 or 86. Um, yeah. This actor was a rising star. He was uh, soon to cast uh, to play Mac Harper, a CIA operative posing as a male model on a the TV series cover up, which I don't remember because I was too young, but yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> we're dating ourselves. But while filming, uh, Hexum apparently was playing around with a prop gun from a scene and shot himself in the head. Um, a blank drove a piece of his skull into his brain. So, you know, when you have a blank bullet, like it fires, but it it is not always strong enough to cause the damage itself, but it could cause like in this instance, it caused a piece of his skull to go into his brain, which killed him. So um, clearly there's a theme here. Yeah. Prop guns are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. this just isn't working. And it's funny because, you know, Scott, Emma and I went out to Nevada to see our um our daughter Jenna and we went to one of those um like acting shows where yeah. you know they're firing guns and it's like, oh, you know, the Oh yeah, Robert. I saw the pictures. Yeah. And they use prop guns all the time. I have a video of it on my phone. So you did you feel one? Did you see it? Did you touch I, it? No, I didn't I didn't actually touch it because, you know, they're they're holding all of the stuff, yeah. but they're firing them right near us, you know? So seeing this, I'm like, geez, Louise, like, what, like what if something could have happened in one of those shows? Valid. You know I mean? Completely uh, valid. And they sound like real guns. They're loud. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see like the flashes and, and the gunpowder. Cause there is gunpowder. There is hundred percent use these, um, prop guns. So it was, um, you know, just thinking like how close I was to one, you know, I mean, not that I'm like, oh my God, we could have died, but you know, it's no, but it'll be interesting to see crazy. what follows from this, because just like you said, you know, you, we go to all these things and we think we're safe, but yet, you know, on this big billion dollar or million dollar, whatever it is, it's got a lot of zeros. Exactly. Um, this is happening. And then yeah. you go pay an admission of 20, $30 to go somewhere and watch this happen. Mm -hmm. And what kind of protocols are in place for the, the patrons of that? So it's going to be interesting to see if any laws or any things are changed along the way in reference to that, because, you know, having, having grandchildren and children and all of this and peep just not even, even strangers, you know, going through this, it's, it's a very scary time. Um, 
with people wearing masks and people, yes. you know, dressing up as bank robbers as daily attire walking into a store yeah. with a prop gun that could now actually kill you or not kill you. And then right. you don't know if it's a real gun. And now we're here. So it's so many. I mean, we could talk about this for an hour. So, you know, let's definitely keep this. We'll, we'll, yep. we'll keep you all up on this. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> full disclosure, Devin sent me this last night. <laughs> so I have her whole list of what we were going on last night so I could prepare for this show today. And this is freaking hysterical. Devin, nurse fired. Sue's employer for hypnotizing her fart at work. I, yeah. I can't even. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. This You're crazy. wild. Go ahead. <laughs> so as I'm looking, because we want to we want to have lighthearted conversations. Yes. Sometimes we just need to laugh. And we do. And this, this shit is hysterical. Today we're going to laugh at this. Yes. At this nurse's expense because... Um, clearly she has some mental things she needs to deal I with. I can't but... even with you. <laughs> Allegedly. Yes. Yep. So this uh, nurse was fired back in 2019, right? And this is uh, happening in the UK, um, London. And she was let go from Ealing Hospital in London, claiming the medical institution wrongfully dismissed her. She was let go in December of 2019 um, and she complained to the Watford Employment, Employment Tribunal Center that the hospital had subjected her to ideomotor phenomenon what? reported by the Daily Mail. I can't. So that's, uh, that's a supposed hypnotic concept that forces the subject to perform small involuntary movements. And in Farts? her case, to fart at work. <laughs> To flatulate? Let, 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 let's use to, to flatulate? To fart? Flat Are you to, kidding me? Yes. Report, like, repeatedly flatulating flatulence Well, everywhere. that could have been a shitty situation. <laughs> <laughs> <According> Literally. To, <laughs> according to Samson's claims, the hospital used low-frequency sound waves to possess her. What? Supposedly, the evil people in charge of the institution attacked her private parts and forced her to fart publicly among other things did you say this is 2019 well no well this the so the um the court hearing is ending now so that's why but, it, but this it, was like a couple this is like recently this is a couple years not decades right so she has been in wow. the court system for a couple years she was fired in 2019 but now you know it, the court has not sided with her as of October 15, 2021. So I can't. Um, I love how you yeah. put go figure. Uh, <laughs> this, this is nuts. This is nuts. So the Ealing Hospital, on the other hand, said that they fired Samson because her co-workers became concerned for her mental health. When she refused a psych psychiatric evaluation, her employment was terminated to possibly dangerous behavior. Go figure. Um, so I got to jump in. What okay. a crackpot. I can't even. <laughs> I mean, alleged crackpot. Oh, my um, gosh. You know, let's wash that out of our brain for a second. Can we talk about Tom Brady for a second? Because I just think that man's amazing. So there was a guy. Have you seen this? There was a guy. There was a little kid holding up a sign. And um, it just, it said, Tom Brady helped me beat brain cancer are no, you kidding me i'm looking at this and tom brady this is from jeff darlington tom brady just walked over to this little boy oh this brings gives me chills left the game handed him his hat shook his hand and the boy broke down in tears man oh. that one got me i just can't 
I just literally can't. This is the stuff that needs to be going around. And it's that Enu said the story just scored a touchdown in our hearts. Guess what, Enu's? Ours too. Ours yeah. too. Yeah, that's all awesome. right. Go into the evil ventilation shaft. Mm. I can't with you. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I mean, I've totally lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me yeah. too. So Samson um, so, worked yeah, at the, she's, she's yeah. Been, uh, she did not win her court case because uh, she sued, you know, Ealing Hospital in the UK in London, um, you know, for possessing her and making her fart uncontrollably at work. So um, I'm grateful that she didn't win that because <laughs> what a precedent that would set. I mean, really? Yeah. So that's, I mean, funny things like this. People are nuts, man. <laughs> people are nuts. And please, by all means, if you were having these crazy um, ideologies and, and things going on. Contact friends, a professional. Seek, seek help. Seek help. <laughs> you know, if not for yourself, for the rest of us. So. I can't. Oh, I, I can't. On that crazy note, let's jump in. So. Devin had given us some fun facts about fall, and yeah. I love this. Devin, take it away, babe. Yes. So, the eight strange and fun facts about fall, uh, as written by the website Odde, O-D-E-E. Um, I found this last night, and I was like, that is really fantastic. How awesome. So, the, for the first one, most babies are born in the fall. Um, I didn't know. know that. Yeah. So, and if you think about it... Mm -hmm. um, it, it's it makes sense because to be born in <laughs> September, October, it makes uh, sense. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. well, babies have to be conceived mid to late December, you know, and that's yeah. when people are coming home and they're enjoying the holidays and they have more time to spend and together. they're getting lucky. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's so it makes sense. Some studies also found that the human bodies may be biologically programmed for winter conceptions. So I can't even with you. I can't. It's like a good time to squeeze. Thank out a baby, God. They say. This is remote right now. Because if you were in front of me, and by the way, I got a beautiful new couch in the podcast room. Oh, nice, and nice. let me tell you, we would be cracking up looking at each other saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to professional. Yeah. Yeah. And then what did you say? It wasn't always called fall or autumn. It used to be called harvest or hair fest. Yeah, we're going way back. We're going way back, though. So the season way back. wasn't always called fall or autumn. But in the 12th and 13th century, England, fall was known as harvest or mm -hmm. hair fest, as you would have written it. I knew um, harvest, but not hair fest. Yes, it's just the dialect, I guess you would say, of the 12th and 13th centuries. You know, milady. <laughs> <laughs> my lady <laughs> i love you friend <laughs> so it's not difficult to see why they would call the season considering you know you harvest the crops now but right um people only started popularly calling the season autumn uh in the early 15th century and the name fall only came up in the 17th century so it's been a long time since we've been calling it fall and autumn but uh, originally it was called harvest and I like harvest. I might, I might try to bring it back. What do you think? I know. I think we should bring it back. I think, I think we should like have a trivia. Can't wait we should to do something. Can't I, listen, and knowing <laughs> you, I can see like dancing around doing it. <laughs> I am. I was too. I was shaking it. You know, shaking you know, it, you shake, shake, you shaking it. Some babies, you harvest know. it. Harvest <laughs> it. <laughs> and um, what so pumpkins? thing it's so pumpkins right what do you think about yeah. pumpkins? What, like when you think of pumpkin what do you think I, I think of halloween i think of fall i think of harvest 
Yeah, so pumpkin spice is a is a popular favorite flavor of late, and right? Starbucks, mm-hmm. Starbies, uh, Starbies. I'd love for you to sponsor me, Starbies. Contact uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when we go so, to Patreon. <laughs> so Halloween definitely boosts pumpkin sales, but why? I mean, why do we? Why do we? Yeah. We, we don't really eat them much unless we're you know pumpkin pie or what have you. Right. Um, and as a matter of fact, it wasn't always that pumpkins were considered, you know, edible vegetables. Um, really? Yeah. Before the 19th century, it was considered um, borderline inedible. It was, you know, just an, an emergency. You would eat it. But, you know, as people <laughs> moved out to the countryside and into the cities, pumpkins became romanticized, you know. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that was interesting. And, you know, if you drive through the countryside, you know, in the fall, like the, my favorite thing is to see all the changing of the leaves and the colors. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. Um, especially out your way when I was coming out. Yeah. There, I noticed that, you know, the colors were much more vibrant than they are down here in, in my little neck of the woods. So, um, but I never really thought about it much, but why, like, why do the leaves change that color? What, what is about it that, you know, makes them turn red or orange or, or yellow or, you know. Well, what is it? Don't keep us in suspense. Yeah. Well, it's a sugar apparently. What? (laughs) What is sugar? So they, when the chlorophyll disappears from the leaves and they die, it reveals the sugar hiding underneath them. So it's the, the amount of sugar in them that leaves the color. So I'll let you let y'all read that if you're interested in it, but it's really This kind is the of second conversation I've had with someone about sugar in the last 24 hours. This oh, is yeah. Sugar's bad. Sugar bad. Unless we're talking leaves and colors. <laughs> no, it was carrots. It was carrots. They had taken carrots, like the long ones, you know, uh-huh. and left all the stuff on it, made it really pretty, put it in like a casserole dish and put some oil on it and um, I think some pepper and put it in the oven for like, I don't know, 40 minutes and she said the sugar came out of the carrots and made like a glaze. I'm like, wait, Wait a minute. I didn't know sugar came out of carrots. Like, I'm all confused. Well, so yeah. now they come out of leaves and carrots. Who knew? Yeah, Who knew? has sugar in it. I mean, really? I mean, it's a whole whole lesson here. You're getting the whole food group, too. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? Fall is good for the economy? Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I can't believe I just saw that. Fall is good for the economy. Let's yeah, go, Brandon. I love it. Um, so, well, we missed a couple of things here. It's going to tie into it. So fall is the best time to see the Northern Lights for one. Amen. The Aurora Borealis that. is the mm-hmm. pitchback skies of midwinter, but the best spot to see the Northern Lights is actually in the fall. So if you're ever looking to, and it's that, that's on my bucket list. So it's on mine too, babe. I didn't see that. We should make a plan a trip to go see that. We'll make north. that on another retreat. We'll make that the retreat number two. That would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, um, well, it'll be three because Bali's net. Bali's second, and then retreat three, we'll do it out there. Dang girl, dang girl, dang girl, dang girl, girls on fire, feeling hot, hot, hot. Now, what's um, about but, sex drives peak in the fall? My husband's probably like, "What? What? What'd you say? Yeah, sex yeah, drives yeah. fall?" You keep skipping because I, there's one that I wanted to really touch with. Do and it. I, get there. Um, Americans have fewer heart attacks in the fall. They do. Um, so most of the U.S. observes daylight saving times, and in early November. It can turn your clock back. So it doesn't only add an hour nights to your sleep, but potentially to your life. Um, According to Swedish research, the rate of heart attacks in America falls drastically after the end of daylight savings. So, um, and the rate rises again when, um, you know, you spring forward. So scientists assume that this phenomenon is most likely due to people getting the extra hour of sleep. 
Um, so it also goes to show you that sleep is just of a paramount importance. So I hope you're all getting good. I'm lacking it today. Listen to basic to bougie as you're falling asleep at night. Yes, um, that's right. So then that brings us to um, fall is good for the economy because with fewer people dying of heart attacks, they can go gawk at the gorgeous colors of fall I foliage. <laughs> if I laugh and snort on this podcast, I think I'm going to fall over. You, you know, I can't even. Yeah, I love it. I love and last it. but not least, you know, your sex drive peaks in the fall. So they oh, say... Geez. Apparently, with all them babies coming. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, according to studies, both male and female testosterone levels reach their highest peak in the fall, and with increased testosterone comes a higher sex drive. So, you heard it here, folks. Those beautiful colors, not dying of heart attacks, and spending nostalgia, (laughs) feeling a little frisky in the hay, so to speak. This is it. This is well. I mean, now I'm gonna go into some like yuck stuff. I mean, how do I come in after that? We should have done, but you know, sometimes you gotta be serious. Well, you gotta be things. serious. And there's something that's really serious that's really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Really bothering me. I don't know if you saw this, the septa bus. Um, so I'm just gonna read it. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> yeah, I saw it. It's appalling. I. I I am so appalled. Let me tell you how appalled I am. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I have emailed in. I have done a lot here. So this is what I have. I'm going to read it from here. SEPTA. In reversal of the police narrative, DA says no proof anyone callously took a video of rape on Philadelphia train. That is simply not true. It did not happen. We have security video from SEPTA that shows that is not the true narrative. Delaware County District Attorney Jack Stolesteimer said. Now, this is published on 1021, Baby Girl's Birthday by Ruby Chinchilla. And so what this says is passengers did not sit around and record cell phone video of rape aboard a SEPTA train for their own gratification without contacting authorities, Delaware County's top prosecutor said Thursday. And I'll circle back to what this is about. Let me just go through this. The revelation from District Attorney uh, Jack runs counter to the police narrative of the rape on SEPTA Market Frankfurt, Frankfurt Elevated Train at the 69th Street Terminal in Upper Darby. Police said that the case the passengers took cell phone video without calling 911 before SEPTA employee called police. Uh. Now, there is a narrative out there that the police sat there on the L train and watched this transpire and took videos out for their own gratification. Was it Stolen- the police or, or bystanders? I this is I, I'm reading what it has. It says L train and watched the transpire and took videos. I'm assuming it's the bystanders. Yeah. Solens Myers said using the nickname of the market Frankfurt line. That is simply not true. It did not happen. We have security video from SEPTA that shows this is not true narrative, he says. In fact, Solomoner said SEPTA videos show that a handful of people who were getting off and getting on the train as it traveled from Philadelphia to 69th Street Terminal had observed different parts of the rape without possible. I can't get through saying this without wanting to scream. Parts of the rape possibly without knowing what exactly was happening. I'm really, I, I can't even, come, let me just stop a second. What the hell, can you, how in the world can you even witness such a thing, get off a train and not stop somebody, grab somebody, kick somebody, punch somebody, run them over? I don't care what. Well, I have, right? an, I have an idea of how that can happen because. Hold on. Okay. Let, let me finish. 
this is the L, guys. We've all ridden on it. People get on and off at every single stop. That doesn't mean when they get on and they see people interacting that they, they know a rape is occurring, he said. <sighs> Too many people have recorded video of the attack on their cell phone, one of whom probably alerted SEPTA of the attack, Souls Miner said. Fiston Nog, 35, was arrested in the case. The train car where the alleged rape happened was not very crowded at all, Solomonor added, while noting the assault happened as the train was moving, meaning it may have been impossible for other people to understand that an attack was taking place. The train is moving. So this is an incident that's happening over time. So people are getting in and getting out of the car. They may not all have been aware at any time what would happen previously. So some, I, this guy's name. Both SEPTA and Upper Darby Police Department Superintendent Timothy Bernhardt had said people watched the attack and took cell phone video without calling 911. It's disturbing that they were definitely people on the L and no one did anything to intervene or help this woman, Bernhardt said previously. However, Bernhardt stood alongside Soul Miner Stolzheimer on Thursday with said Stolzheimer placing the blame for misinformation on SEPTA officials, not the police superintendent. SEPTA spokesman Andrew Bush told NBC 10 the agency was not commenting further. And lastly, Stolzheimer emphasized that this is an unlawful, that, that this is not unlawful to avoid intervening when witnessing a crime. He said, Anyone who may have seen the rape to come forward and aid with the investigation without fear of prosecution, of prosecution. Only one witness has come forward thus far, he noted. What we are trying to do is gather everybody who witnessed anything that night without fear of being prosecuted to come forward so we can gather whatever evidence could be gotten from that, Stolzmeiser said. The district attorney added that the people in this region are not, in my experience, inhumane that they would videotape a rape for their own private enjoyment. In fact, he said, people are more akin to the woman who also at the 69th Street Terminal heard another woman crying for help and interviewed in a separate sexual assault on Wednesday. So I've got 99,000 things to say about this. So let me just say, and then you can, you can, you can jump. My whole thing is, is how do you witness a rape and not do anything? And then there was another sexual rape. So we've got a whole mess on SEPTA. We've got a whole mess in Upper Darby. And you and I are both from the Philadelphia area. So we know this area. We get this area. How in the world does this happen in 2021? Everyone's got a cell phone. You're recording it, but you're not doing anything. I'm confused. I've been on that train. I've been on the New York train. I've been on all these trains. I've seen it. It's close corners. If I saw somebody thrusting, I would stop and say something. I would stop and do something. My eyes would definitely turn and I'd be like, what in the world is happening? Is it, is it something that is, it, I mean, God forbid, it's conceptual. Somebody's getting on in the plane, the plane, the train, or is somebody being hurt? You know, yeah. that, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, my personal feelings on this are that people have been so desensitized to um, yeah. public sexual sexuality and sexual happenings that it's hard to decipher. But my also my personal thing is I would I would have jumped right in the middle of it, pulled them off of him. I would have called nine one. You would and me both. The things mm -hmm. because we're we're humans, right? Mm -hmm. But these people in the city, I mean. You don't know if somebody has a gun or if you're going to be shot or, you know, who knows? They're not condoning the action, whatever. I think it's important. It's disgusting. But 
it's the desensitization that all Americans and people across the world are seeing and Mm -hmm. people like walking around with their coochies hanging out, you know, that, you know, it's who knows what's happening. You know, are they just getting it on on a on a train? Who knows? But I don't know if the woman screamed or not. shouldn't be doing it. No, I agree. I want to know if the lady screamed. I want to know. I need to know more about this. There wasn't a lot. It was almost like it was being hushed, right? Yeah. It was almost like it was being hushed. Right. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know where. Like, I'm going to keep following this because I want to know, like, just as being a woman and as as being, I don't I don't know, a human? Human. <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't, yeah, hum, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand this. And I said to my husband, I said, if you saw this happening, what would you do? He said, I would have, you know, yeah, you know, eat the living, you know, whatever. But, and I'm like, I understand that. And I said to my daughter, I said, what would you have done? She said, mom, I don't, I don't know. Like, cause you know, my daughter's not timid or scared, but she, she just is like, she minds her own space. She minds her own, she stays in her own lane, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm thinking to myself, I know for a fact, if my daughter would have saw that she would have done something, but until you're in that position, it's hard to say what that is, but coming from our generation, you and I, you know, we're just going to stay, we're in our (laughs) forties. We come from the generation that we are going to snatch a hoe. You know, we are going to literally not let that happen. And so <laughs> I I just don't know how I sit with this. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't condone violence. I don't condone rape. I don't condone uh, any of that. I I I I am I am a true advocacy for peace and and light and love and let's help one another and this has me out of my face. I don't know how to even yeah, hold the conversation. It's pure evil in the world. It's pure Lisa, evil. It's pure evil. It's and disgusting. what else is pure evil is this laundry's crap. And yeah. I'm about over it. I, you know, here, here's <clears throat> before we get into this. Here's what I found out. Okay, on the way to find this laundry guy, nine bodies have been found in search of him. Nine bodies. So at least something good is coming from this. Nine dead bodies along the way have been found that would have never been found. Wow. I, I know. I've also found out that DNA lasts 521 years and only after a million years does, does it then become useless. Wow. I found out that, that the FBI is still investigating this. And I want to yeah. know if he's supposedly dead, why is the FBI still investigating this? Okay. Because here's what I got. Laundry's DNA does not match skull found in autopsy that came back inconclusive cause of death, undetermined parents, no funeral for Brian Laundry. Okay. So if you're dead and you're not getting a funeral and the death is undetermined and the FBI is still investigating and the DNA doesn't match, what in the world does that mean? So I went through and according to People Magazine, and, and according to Nancy Grace on Fox News, the DNA does not match. Cause of death, Brian Laundry, blah, blah, blah. Um, autopsy came back in, inconclusive, as we just said. Remains are now being transferred to an anthropologist. His family lawyer says the FBI believes his body was submerged underwater for approximately five weeks during their search. Northport, Florida police spokesperson. Police spokesperson Josh Taylor said the remains were found about two to three miles inside the Carlton Reserve, about a 45 minute walk from the entrance. And I'm not even going to try to say the creek's name. It's Macacacacachi Creek Environmental Park. 
There was no gun found near the remains. A rope was in a tree, but used for a swing nearby. It was not used for suicide. No pill bottles were found that would have caused an overdose. The parents of Brian Laundrie say there will not be a funeral for their son and the remains will be cremated. I smell cover up. Well, why would they cremate remains that don't belong to their son? Hello? <laughs> I just don't understand any of this. Yeah. And then the, MB, the, the newborn police say, confirmed with Skyline, the owner of a white Hyundai Sonata and NC tag seen in Madison County in Greenville belonged to the uncle of Brian Laundrie. The car was seen and the tag confirmed by law enforcement at the fire tower of Viking Mountain Road next to the Appalachian Trail that the car was also seen with the same tag at a cabin on Log Cabin Road just off Viking Mountain Road and the cabin is 30 yards from the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Hiker Dennis Davis said he spoke with Buy and Laundry near the entrance of the trail of the Appalachian Trail off the ramp of I-40 at Waterville Road. Davis said Laundry was driving a white F-150 other Skyline interviewed in the area says laundry was spotted on Harmon's Den Road and Waterville Road driving a white truck. Hmm. The FBI confirmed the interview. 11 people in Western, Western NC regarded sighting. Skyline interviewed nine credible people that said they saw someone fitting the description of laundry along the Appalachian Trail, Max Patch, Hot Springs, Woodland Hills, Greenville, Tennessee, Harmon Den, Waterville Road, and Meadowviews Fork, Fork Road. A person that fit the description of Brian Landry was seen one block from the Uncle Newburn's home. The man hid in the bushes after realizing he was being videotaped. Number one, I want to see the videotape. Yeah. The Newburn Police Department did not believe the man was Landry, but, but never found the man for a visual confirmation. The only evidence of Brian Landry's death is a dental records found from a small... I want to know how small portion of the jaw. Let's dive into this mess. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many moving parts to this and it just smells of fraud. It's just disgusting. Here's what I know about the FBI. Well, the FBI, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we both know. Yeah. The FBI is not going to stop an investigation until they are 100% concrete in their answer you know this they visited you twice (laughs) they are not going to keep looking if they think he's dead okay but how in the heck do you have a piece of a jaw so to me it says how small is the jaw because i've stated this numerous times if you bring my daughter out and don't come back i'm gonna make sure you go missing as well period so if he is missing if he is in Mexico, if he's under his parents' flower bed, I mean, the, the, the things are endless. If he's any of these places, right, it's not impossible to pull out a tooth, take a piece of jaw. It's going to hurt like hell and throw it somewhere and have it submerged under something. I mean, this is 2021. If people can do invasion of the body snatchers and go buy body parts in Mexico, this to make up this story is not inconceivable. It's really not. Yeah. It's not. And it's, uh, you know, the, the story is just not jiving to the point like what, what these parents are saying about their no. son. No. Makes no goddamn it sense. Makes, it makes no sense. <clears throat> and again, this is all allegedly, but at the same accord, you know, I, I want to see 
this poor girl's family get closure. Um, I have nothing to say on Brian Laundry's family, so I'm not going to say anything at all because anything I have to say is not nice. And so yeah, the it, bottom line is Gabby's family needs closure. And I wish that if his family is listening or whoever knows something about this case to just step up and be a decent human being and tell the truth. Right. Because this scum, this piece of crap that's walking around the earth as we speak or who is truly dead does not deserve this much airtime, does not deserve this much space. And what makes me so frustrated and I'm getting heated because as I dove into this last night, I was up till 3 a.m. Literally, my inbox has 147 emails from families across the world who want me to bring light to their story, who are so sick and tired of this piece of crap taking all of the news, all of the light, all of the commercial airspace when, and I am going to read these people name by name, 36 people, and this is all that I was able to even squeeze into today, and I will come back and I will talk about Every one of the people that are in my inbox, because I believe you have a right to be heard. Your story has a right to be heard and your families deserve justice. Exactly. This, these people are still missing or there are still no answers. Now, bear with me. I am not great at pronunciating these, uh, pronunciating everyone's name. Give me some grace here, people. Yes. Kyleen and Crystal Moab. Abby Williams and Libby German. Shannon Hercut. Betty Alexander, Kyron Horman, Summer Wells, Brenda Sicka, and I know it's funny, but it's not funny. Don Lewis, Carol Baskins, she needs held accountable. David Cohen, Mara Murray, Kelsa, Kelsey Schelling, Oliver Fowler, Tabitha Danielle Tudors, Sierra Jogan. Tamietta S. Uh, Tammy S. Spalding. Tam, I'm sorry, Tamietta Spalding. Courtney Stauffer. Veronica Minjares Reyes. Sierra A. Taylor. Kelly Vasquez. Tammy Larissi. Brianna Eldridge. Dylan Eller. Dewanita Wilkerson. Alicia Navarro, Najib, who is known as Juby Monsif. Those two are both autistic, and it is under special circumstances that they need found immediately. Kylie Fleischman, Chance Egelbert, Holly Periniman, it's P-I-I-R-A-N-I-E-N. Chadwick William Carr, Baby Doer Kunz Jr., Megan Fogelsong, Kennex Jenkins Martin, Missy Beavers, Jamie, also James is his first name, Gregory Lee, Travis Summers, and Cleo Smith. I invite you all to Google their names. I invite you all to do some research, to share, 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 share. We are a society that can get stuff done. It is a known fact 
that we are the people of the masses and our voices speak volumes. These people deserve justice. They deserve to be found. They deserve to have answers for the passings. And if I have anything to say or do with it, I am going to bring light with it. And I am sorry, I'm so heated, but this is something that gets to me every day of the week. I am wholeheartedly against anything that has to do with missing and exploited children, with the disappearance of anyone, with unsub murders at the police departments, and, and people are just sitting on because it's just not worth their time. I don't care what you come from, who you come from, or the statistics around where you live or what you do. These need attention, period. Amen. And may God keep them safe in, in, in his presence. Amen. Um, it's hard to jump after that. Yeah. So, you know, there, I've got some other things we've got. Um, I had my, my lovely, um, I'm sorry. I just need two seconds to breathe after that. That is just so hard. Um, I have my lovely, my lovely little intern. She sent me a list of other things. She wanted me to mention the John Mulaney and the Olivia Munn drama. I guess there's something great to look into that. Um, the squid games and the new season of you, you guys need to check out and Jojo Siwa and her girlfriend broke up. I'm oh. sorry, Jojo, her and her bows. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think I'm going to wrap it up with that. That's funny. Emma, when you said that, Emma looked at me and she goes, Jojo Siwa broke up with a girlfriend. I know <laughs> Jojo Siwa broke yeah, up with her girlfriend. girlfriend. All right, guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you guys something. So we at Basic to Bougie the podcast, we also do a multitude of other things. We do business and financial coaching, and we also do life coaching as well. And we are doing a retreat. It's called Fundamentally Speaking 2022. And I'm going to read you our advertisement that we have out. Do you feel like you just keep hitting a wall or the impermeable ceiling? You just can't seem to move forward, or you're missing a step a connection, something. Your true self is requiring more of you and you just don't know how to get there or how to do it. Small or large steps are needed in order to grow internally, financially, spiritually. Breaking down the walls of trauma, the big T, the little T. Learning how to re-love and reconnect with yourself while diving into a soul shift. Finding new ways to connect and reconnect with your spiritual community and stepping into a higher level of alignment with money miracles. Join me, Melissa Martin, with Basic to Bougie and Melanie Kathleen with Soul on Fire as we're diving into the what and breaking down the walls of boundaries of what we've set upon ourselves and gently nudging our inner spirit to re-love, rejoin, and regain our true meant for us selves. It's a complete mind, body, and spirit retreat and wellness center. We're going to do one-on-one -on -one group sessions and classes. You're going to have complete and unlimited access to us. We're doing a photo shoot on the last day to update your resume and platforms, luxury accommodations, Three chef curated meals per day are included. This is all inclusive and a customized itinerary will be, will be presented to you upon arrival. The complete package is January 17th at 12 o'clock to January 19th at 12 o'clock. We are on the East Coast. All of the above plus world-class spa services, coaches, connections, and more. www.basictobougiethepodcast at gmail.com is my email. And you can find more information on this retreat at www.basictobougiethepodcast.com. We are only holding space for 10 people. 
And we are looking to really connect with people who are looking to take their current situation they're in, whether it's in your business, in your personal life, and who wants to dive in and really shift. You want to take a soul shift. You want to learn how to market yourself better, market your company better. You want to learn how to, to get rid of these traumas, whether it's in a relationship, personally, businessly, with your friend, with your husband. Husband? Are you just getting over a divorce? Are you trying to learn how to align better with others? Are you at a point in your life where you don't know what to do with money? Because money is hard. Do you not know how to get from point A to B? Are you lacking in money? Have you not realized that in order to gain money, you need to chase the help, not the dollar? This is just some of the things that we're talking about and some of the things that you are going to leave refreshed revised and with a total purpose. And we are excited to do that. So for more information, head on over to our website. Again, we are holding space for just 10 only. Devin, you got anything else to say to us today, my love? No, I think we've covered it all. It's been a, a, a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Devin is part of our show and we love her so much. And she will be at the Fundamentally Speaking 2022 retreat as well. And we look forward to working with you all, whether it's coaching or whether it's our podcast or whether it's our retreat. I did forget to mention for the retreat, we're also doing um, sound baths. We're also doing all kinds of meditation and things. And it's just really, really, really something that you'll just never get anywhere else. So for Basic to Bougie, I'm Melissa. Don't forget to head on over and like us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, follow us on Facebook, and soon we are coming to Patreon. Much love to you all. Have a fabulous day.